Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You know you hit the big leagues when you're a guest on his show. This is The Roy Green Show. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I'm on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. And uh, I I mean, I knew at some point we were going to have to make the transition back to our regular programming, and we're going to do that now, although we have something special for you about the Humboldt, um, yeah, tragedy. We'll have something for you at the end of the program. But uh, Stephen LeDrew is the former president of the Liberal Party of Canada, he is also, and this may surprise some people, a good friend of mine. Why would uh, it surprise people? Today? Well, because... You're a nice guy. Well, yeah, I know that, but I, I just... Well, because I'm not, not a big fan of the liberals. Are you speechless? I, yeah, I am. Second, for a second there. You constantly do that to me. <laughs> you know what? When I joined the Liberal Party a long time ago, it was a socially progressive party, and it was fiscally conservative. And... Years ago, I said, you know, to be a liberal doesn't mean you have to be stupid. You know, we still, you know, can balance budgets, and we still honor uh, commitments, and we still honor a dollar, and we know people, good Canadians are out there from coast to coast to coast working hard, providing for their families and loved ones, and doing a good job. And yet, um, I think that oftentimes this present government we have uh, simply doesn't understand that. I was talking to a Polish friend the other day who said, when I came to this country, I came here so you could speak your mind and speak the truth and now it's almost becoming like an eastern european country where somebody's saying no you can't say that anymore the government doesn't want you to say that i've heard that you know i've heard that analogy several times and recently well it was just two weeks when he told me that i said wow i didn't uh, fully understand that but i think we are going the wrong way uh... as far as the government the country is going the right way i mean canadians are still solid good people I think that the, the government is taking that for granted and trying okay. to steer them along. The My wrong friend, way. hold that thought. We're going to come back with Stephen Ledrew, the former president of the Liberal Party of Canada. We'll talk a bit about the Liberal Party, but we'll talk about specifically the legalization of marijuana. Mr. Ledrew has some very strong feelings about that, and we'll find out what they are. Stay with us. His bark is worse than his bite. This is the Roy Green Show. All right, let's go back to Stephen LeDrew, the former president of the Liberal Party of Canada, broadcaster par excellence, got into broadcasting because of me. I was responsible. I am responsible. Am I not, Mr. LeDrew? We had a lot of fun on your show. We did. What, 11 o'clock we in did. the morning? 11 o'clock on Thursday mornings, and it was the grumps. <laughs> and we have to pay homage to our buddy. Not everybody would have known about what we did for a number of years, but Thursday mornings, Stephen LeDrew, Dr. John Crispo, who we remember with such great fondness, uh, was, he was on the program. We're on the program. They, we all argued about anything and everything, and it was generally hilarious. 
uh, and it was it was always memorable. Now, the one story, what's the one story we both think about right away? When he drove his ride of lower <laughs> into his pond and stayed on it, stayed driving on it. down the bottom of his, like underneath the water. And when he, we said, you and I both were sitting there saying, well, how did this happen? And why didn't you get off? He said, I wanted to know where it stopped. <laughs> and he put his hand up in the air so or I tried could... up the water to see if his finger would break the surface. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he'd know where to pull it out afterwards. And this was a professor emeritus at the University of Toronto we're talking about. Well, it about. says something about economists, though, as well. Well, it does, and he, uh, he, did a, he did a whole lot of tours for prime ministers, held, oh, uh, you know, did, did national tours and held national discussions. Anyway, it was Thursday mornings, Stephen Ledrew, Dr. John Crispo, and me, every Thursday we had fun. Yeah, I'd so, call from my law office, and sometimes there'd be clients outside, they'd be wondering what's going on that's so hilarious with this guy <laughs> in his office. You told me one day you were in a courtroom. Oh, yeah. Right, tell the story. <laughs> well, I can't tell the story on that one in a courtroom, except for I did not uh, get charged with contempt of court. Well, and didn't didn't you on a cell phone? Didn't you ask the judge if you could get out of court early? And well, that's why um, uh, he was he uh, it was well, yeah. I remember that judge right now. He's still on the bench. He was not uh, excited about it, but uh, he said, uh, "I understand that you have another career, Mr. Drew." He was okay with it. But as I said, I did not get charged with contempt of court. One, one lawyer who uh, did not show up in court in Toronto to come on to my TV show three years ago was threatened with contempt of court. Oh, really? And the judge found out where he was. Instead of in the courthouse, he was on my TV show. But Wow. It's another story. Serious business. <laughs> Serious business. Anyway, business being a lawyer. I, have to tell, I have to tell you this, folks. Every March 1st is my birthday. Every March 1st, somewhere, I'll be somewhere in the world, and my phone rings. <laughs> and I answer it, I say, hello, and I hear, go ahead. No, I can't sing happy birthday. I will not ruin your show okay. to sing happy birthday, but just let your, your listeners and fans know that I do sing happy you birthday do every you year, because you're every such year. a great guy, and it's an important <laughs> thing, and um, we've always had a good time on air. And uh, generally, you know, you agree with me. I do. Yes. Because we're because we're people. sensible people. How could I disagree with you when you said John Cretchen was as dumb as a bag of hammers? <laughs> no, I didn't say he was. What he did that time was dumb as a bag of hammers, and he did a lot of things towards the end of his reign, as we shall put it, uh, which is why the rules of the Liberal Party at the time, uh, which he wanted changed, which they weren't changed, which is why he left office. And did you not get sent a bag of hammers by one of his well, closest associates? Yes, you're a very close friend in Montreal. And I was supposed to get one of those hammers, and Ed, I never got it. Eddie Goldenberg. Well, if you ever stop by Toronto and, and visit the little people, uh, I have one here. Okay. Out of that All bag right. of hammers. It's here as a memorial to the old <laughs> liberal government. All right, Mr. LeDrew, what's wrong with, uh, with this current government of uh, Mr. Justin Trudeau legalizing marijuana? What's the problem as you see it? Well, um... First of all, he's only doing it to keep a promise. And uh, he's broken enough promises that he doesn't have to keep this one if he wants to. Now, I'm not against legalization. I am certainly not against decriminalization. Let your listeners, one or two may not know the difference. No one should have a criminal record for having a joint. Uh, it should have been decriminalized ages ago. But this one is going legalization, and they're doing it so fast that, first of all, there are no... As far as I am aware, Roy, you have a national show... The provinces where I have checked the law, there are no regulations proposed to deal with, for instance, how much THC, like the alcohol, uh, firing up marijuana, like the, the drug in that, 
is allow the bloodstream when you drive your car. And so we're going to have uh, probably this summer, if they bring it in a time, all kinds of people driving, and uh, they will be driving completely stoned out of their head. Now, I had the Prince of Pot on a while ago, and he said, you drive better when you're stoned. Well, no one else agrees with that. Secondly, we don't have any tried-and-true system for cops to determine how much is in your system. Uh, it's just going to be the Wild West. And, you know, most people who smoke marijuana now, Roy, have a source of it. They, they, they do have a source of it. You're right. You're it. absolutely correct. They get it. I know doctors and lawyers and judges and radio people, and they smoke marijuana now and then or whatever they with regularity, and they get it. They, they have their sources. So for the government to say, oh, we're going to march in here, we're going to open up, in, like in Ontario, they're saying, stores everywhere. First of all, the government will be ripped off for the rents because governments always are. Then they're going to hire a bunch of high-priced bureaucrats to become learned about marijuana and try to sell this stuff. No one's going to go out to the stores to buy it. And in the Ontario government uh, budget three, two and a half weeks ago, they said we're going to make $350 million off the sale of marijuana. Total baloney. They're going to lose money on marijuana. And the federal government saying, and unfortunately they have the former chief of police of uh, Toronto, Roy, his name is Bill Blair, and uh, he is saying, well, we're going to get the bad guys out of the business. Right. Sure you will. Sure you will, Mr. Blair. Sure you will. You did it as chief of police, so now you're going to... I I loved your quote. Do you really think that the bad people who deliver it to folks' doors right now are going to be outpriced by the federal and provincial governments? And first of all, they're going to have... It's going to be a lot more, and also there's going to be taxes on top. I mean, those guys going door-to-door and women going to go... Let's not be sexist here. Some women uh, uh, sell dope. Um, They don't pay taxes on it now. And so it's just not going to happen. And I think Canadians are being sold a real, real bag of goods, bag of dumbs and hammers to, um, to think that this is going to happen. And I think it's going to be a long story. And I just think that, you know, the, the saddest story, of course, that you're dealing with so effectively uh, this weekend is, is the tragedy of Humboldt. And uh, we all, you know, mourn for them and grieve for them and we all share with them and we all hug those who are family and loved ones and, and realize that, you know, we gotta, we got to uh, savor what we have. Canadians are good people, and uh, I just think they're looking at this federal government and saying, you know what, this government is just not doing what it should be no, doing. No, you know, you look at this, uh, Stephen, you look at this government and you see dysfunctionality in charge. Well, and that's the only way that I can really phrase it. If I look back to see what the Prime Minister of Canada did on his tour of India, representing the people of Canada. And then I compare it with what Macron, the president of France, did about two weeks later. On day one, Macron's got $16 billion in trade deals with India. On day one, Trudeau is trying on outfits. Well, Macron's a serious player. He's a serious serious guy. He's a serious player. He's experienced. Even though he's young, he's experienced. Mr. Trudeau... Is not experienced. So why is he? So why is he the leader of the Liberal Party of Canada? I think well, there was no one else who was in the run. First of all, uh, no one. It's the last name, right? Other people. It's the last name. Yeah, and and that and that's interesting because in 1984, when Mr. Trudeau Sr. resigned, took a walk in the snow and resigned, he couldn't be elected dog catcher. I mean, he was extraordinarily unpopular. He was. He was kryptonite. Absolutely. And it's easy. It's it's funny how people uh, forget that. But he was uh, has Mr. True had a, had a famous name, uh, no experience. But people were tired of Mr. Harper, uh, and so they looked at Mulcair or Trudeau, and uh, and Trudeau uh, got the nod. And what people don't remember is a lot of people don't remember is three days before the vote, it was still up in the air. 
Well, it was. There's no question about that. Mr. Trudeau promised things. But that's what governments are doing today, and that's how they get elected. The Trudeau yeah, government yeah, did that, and they're yeah. trying again. And you're going to be seeing that in, uh, you're going to be seeing that in Quebec. To get the, the Liberal government re-elected, I dare say they're going to promise everything in Well, they, but they invented that. <laughs> but you know what? That's one of the things that's going wrong with our governments. They're saying, well, we can promise this, and we can give it to them, bread and circuses. We're going to uh, you know, have a, let everybody have a good time. And, you know, we are really, if we, if, well, I don't think Canadians are going to, are going to buy that. But when, they are, when some of them say, yeah, we're going to vote for you on that, you're being suckered. You're absolutely being suckered because there's no such thing as a free, free time like that. There's no such thing as a free Lunch. doobie. <laughs> well, a free doobie. Well, unless, I don't know. I mean, you probably know more about that than I do, Roy. Maybe. Well, why are you being so... But probably uh, not. Why are you being but, so equivocal when you No, say, hey, because I, 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 you know what? I've smoked maybe two joints in my life because I never smoked, I never smoked, I never smoked cigarettes. I smoked cigars for, for quite a few years. But you don't generally inhale cigar smoke. Oh, I used to inhale them down to my toes. They yeah. were great. So that's what happened. Well, I guess to your so. toes. But then, but then my wife came along, and, they, and she said, she, well, my, my new wife, she was allergic to cigars. And she said, well, it's either cigars or her. Well, that wasn't a big debate. No, I can't imagine that it would have been. <laughs> it wasn't a big debate. But uh, So you smoke cigars, and that's... I did, yeah. And they're yeah. lovely. And so in this But country, I, have, I had no interest, I, and I wrote a, a blog, a piece on my blog at... Uh, RoyGreenShow.com about that. My uh, my buddies, most of my buddies when I was in uh, my late teens, early 20s, they smoked pot. I drank beer. That was my transition into adulthood uh, choice. And I remember one day, like, you have to be careful even now. If you think that once uh, marijuana is legal in Canada, don't take it across the border into the United States because you're not going to go, go very far if they catch you. One of my buddies, we rode across the border. All of us had bikes. And they knew where to look, Stephen, and they know who to look at. And they pulled him over right away. They started taking the grips off his handlebars, and I could see the look on his face. And they found it inside the bars, and they put the cuffs on him. And they took him in, and they put him in a cell. And it was like, you are now going to be facing, potentially, now this was the late 60s, when we were in our late teens, very early 20s, you're looking at maybe life in prison, because that was extremely serious. But for some reason, they cut him, eventually cut him a break, and they let him go back into Canada. But I think the deal was he was not allowed to go back into the United States for a specific number of years. Well, that's why I talk about, um, about decriminalization, that it should have happened. For somebody in those circumstances to be prevented from traveling the world or even going to the States, I think is, uh, is a shame. Even though you were talking about the late 60s, early 70s, in 1973, in the state of Michigan... Marijuana only attracted uh, the equivalent of a parking ticket. It was a $30 fine. Yeah. It wasn't a, a criminal offense. Well, you know, even now, even now, there's a show called Live PD, which I like to watch. And it's uh, six or seven police departments in the United States, and they have cameras with the officers. And so you see what they're doing on their regular shifts. And I tell you, I suspect that of all the vehicles they pull over, 70 to 80% of them have marijuana in them. And the officer will invariably say, Tell me the truth, and I'll work with you. Tell me the truth, and I'll work with you. What have you got in the car? Nothing. Tell me the truth. Well, tell me where it is. Or do you want me to get the dog? And at that point, they, and the officers say, I'll write you a ticket. If it's not very much, if it's under a gram, I'll write you a ticket. 
but otherwise you're going to jail. Some people try to hold out. The dog finds the stuff off. They go to jail. Others eventually do come forward and say, yeah, I got a, I got a little bit. And they do write him a ticket and they let him go. But it's a significant percentage of the people they pull over who have, uh, they have, who have marijuana, and that's in states where it's still a really serious offense, potentially. It's, also, it's a felony it's, offense. You're absolutely right, but it's also weird in the states that, that what you just pointed out was the fact that so many people, uh, look at Martha Stewart, when she was you know, with her uh, you know, I know, tax situation, she didn't go to jail for that. She, got, she went to jail for lying in the investigation. And one yeah, of, she, went uh, to lay, she went to jail because she was confronted by an ambitious prosecutor. That's why she went she to jail. She lied in the investigation. There was a lawyer the other day who worked for in the Trump organization who was not only disbarred, but he, was, um, he is going to go to jail. And, uh, and he went to jail for lying to the FBI who were investigating the Trump administration. Yeah. Not hold, for what he originally did. Hold on a second. Come back with Stephen LeDrew. I can't let him go. It's been a long time since I've had a chance to talk to him on the air. It was so much fun. Those of you who remember the days on 900 CHML in Hamilton, actually I'm sitting in the same studio where I, uh, where I would talk to uh, Dr. Crispo and with Stephen. You'll remember how much fun it was to put the grumps on. And Dr. L- Dr. Crispo, Professor Emeritus in Economics at the University of Toronto, drove his garden tractor with not it wasn't intentional he was on a bank and he thought i'd be able to get back up and he couldn't and the, the, he said the garden tractor went down into his pond and he stayed on the seat because he wanted to see how deep it was and when he was at the bottom he put his arm up to see if his finger would break through the water surface and reach the air and it did not fortunately he then had a second thought and that second thought was i better get the hell out of here We'll come back with Stephen LeDrew in just a minute. Straight talk. No nonsense. Honest debate. This is The Roy Green Show. Well, it's Sunday at the Masters, and uh, Tiger Woods is not going to win the Masters, but he does control the clothing. You know this, Stephen? Stephen LeDrew is with me, former president of the Liberal Party of Canada, my buddy. Did you know this, that that, uh, Tiger Woods owns red uh, at the Masters? Nike will not let Patrick Reed, who's leading by three strokes, or I guess he still is. He's not out there yet. Uh, they will not let him wear red and black. Will not him wear, let him wear red because those are Tiger's colors. And uh, Nike, I guess, pays Patrick Reed and they pay um, uh, Tiger. And I think I don't think any of the players who are paid by Nike are allowed to wear red, so they're all going to wear pink. I think I think this is a they're all going to wear pink. I think it's a story, though. I think it's it's a great comeback for uh, Tiger, whether he wins or not. Well, it is. It well. is. But why, just... why why tell the kid who's leading? who's worn red and black in tribute to Tiger in every tournament that he's won. No, at the Masters you can't because red belongs to Tiger. You can't, you don't, you can't own a color. Well, it doesn't make an awful lot except, it's goofy. Uh, it's except, for, except for it is a branding situation. And you it's can't a color. that. It's a color. Well, there are it's a, a hundred different shades color. of red. My God. Hey, so, um, so Mr. Trudeau is going to go forward with the, uh, with the marijuana legislation. We know that. And I agree with you. 
there are going to be problems because the THC level, from what police officers have told me, is much higher now than it would have been 30 or 40 years ago. And so that's going to be an issue. And if you do not know exactly what the limits are legally, and it's understood by everybody, it can be properly tested, you're right. There's going to be potentially mayhem on the roads. One more thing. Yes, sir. One more thing. Uh, decriminalizing marijuana would not be the answer either. Paul Martin was in the studio, and he was pushing that, and I said to him, look, if you decriminalize it, you're still sending the purchaser of marijuana to a very criminalized drug dealer. Well, isn't a very criminalized drug dealer. Now, I mean, you fancy radio guys. No, they, they, sell, they sell, they sell, you it's filthy radio guys. sell marijuana. It's, it's a business for them, and they sell it. Yeah, but they sell more than marijuana. They'll sell you a crack cocaine, too. Well, those are, those are the, those, I mean, the same people. Those are the real stupid people. But you know what? You've got to be dumb to buy from a dealer when, in fact, uh, you can just uh, do a mail order online. It'll come to your door from. No, no, China. I get it. I, I don't disagree with you on that. So we should have just left well enough alone the way it was. Well, although we still, I still think that it's a shame for someone to have a criminal record uh, with marijuana. But I mean, I, yeah, just I think agree the with fact you. that this government is, is rushing pell-mell into it. Like I don't know who voted for Trudeau last time because he said I'm going to legalize and, and you know. Some people marijuana. did. For some people, that would have been. The no, reason they it. voted for him. Yeah, well, I mean, I, well, they won't be finding that reason uh, this time. I mean, just like people are saying they voted for Trudeau because he said we'd never have first-past-the-post-elections again, which, in fact, I mean, that was a really stupid promise. And um, uh, he broke that promise. It's probably one of the few, few things you can find that this government has done well. But, you know, this government takes this high moral ground, unless you agree with it, like the other day with, um, with climate, uh, climate uh, warming, climate change, and the Minister of the Environment, when uh, she said, well, I just don't talk to those people. Well, I mean, mean, the arrogance of that does strike one. And, like, older people like you and I, (laughs) who who remember Trudeau won, I mean, the arrogance is absolutely palpable. I want want your listeners to know... i got to go, my friend. I've got ten seconds. Ten seconds? When you called it the Grump Show, you were talking to about yourself... And The Economist. You never included me as a grump, which I thank you for. Well, it was entirely my pleasure. By the way, <laughs> since you since since you included Trudeau in the bag of hammers um, yes. equation, you're going to be getting a bag of doobies. <laughs> I don't do that, guys. Got to go, buddy. Like you with the beer. Got to go, Stephen. Always great talking to you, Stephen Ledrew. We're back after this.